Uh, I don't know if they're family members or just good friendly neighbor type. Let me start over. It's going okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, happened in Bird and Wild and Fast and Furious and all that jazz. Yeah, I'm still blocks from the action. Mere blocks. Yeah, about seven usually. Sometimes mm-hmm. uh, as few as three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. On one occasion, one. Well, mm-hmm. actually, on one occasion, zero because there was a thing that happened right outside. But mostly seven blocks. Yeah, wild. Yes. We we had some rumors of um, Antifa and so forth, so forth coming downtown Roseburg to tear it up. Of course you did. And also... All small towns apparently did. Yeah, and already had torn it up, somebody <laughs> yeah. had posted. I talked to a guy who came to... He came to buy some hay from us um, at Farm Life. <laughs> and you know, he lives about eh, 10 miles away, I guess, mm-hmm. 15 miles away, in an even farther removed rural area. Right. And he was telling me just in the course of conversation, it's cycled around to people helping each other, you know, cause he thanked me for the hay and I thanked him for paying for the hay and, <laughs> and helping load it. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, oh, you don't hear that enough. And I said, well, we do it again. He said, you know, and then he kind of sighed and <laughs> I knew <laughs> what was coming. He's like, I try to be apolitical, you know, but, uh, <laughs> whew, these days, now, I ain't a racist. But <laughs> well, I didn't know. I didn't think that was coming. Okay. I wasn't sure That's, because he is a rural farmer. That type. is generous uh, of you, he, though, not to be he could, biased up front. Yeah, I was hopeful not. <laughs> and he said, "I can't remember if it was just neighbors. I don't think it was family members, but they had heard through the grapevine of Facebook that this was happening, Facebook, and so they uh, right. basically loaded up a bunch of guns in their trucks and blazed on down to Roseburg to put a stop to it." <laughs> And they got there and nothing, of course, was happening except for those goons right. driving around and standing watch. You Antifa? Do I look like Antifa? All yeah. right, well, I'm just asking. Are you Antifa? <laughs> Sounds like something Antifa would say. <laughs> yes. So he says, I, I just stay up on my hillside and <laughs> keep to myself. <laughs> it was a very odd thing. Yeah. We, yeah. we put a uh, BLM designation on our windows. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's difficult to see from the street because the trees have now grown leaves all over and mm-hmm. it's, you can't see our apartment, but from a very narrow wedge in the middle yeah. of the street or the apartments across the way, that's also there. So mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a bunch of old people in there. <laughs> Maybe mm-hmm. we're sticking it in their faces. I don't know. Perhaps. But no news on the job front. No new information. Uh, we're in a holding pattern fighting fascism and uh, attempting to increase the amount of social justice in the world. Yes, I agree. One step at a time. Specifically, racial justice for mm-hmm. black Americans. Well, and, and, and to police brutality. Sure. Uh, several actions on that front, I guess, have been calling city officials and emailing and joining nascent groups to mm-hmm. to try to push forward some of that into the uh, municipal sphere. Yeah, it's, I feel like 
I haven't really done enough locally. My voice is much louder here in Multnomah than it was in LA. Agreed. So I, I want to, uh, yeah, take advantage of that while I'm here to try to influence change for what I feel is a better world. We'll see what happens. Yes. So we shall. On the cultural front, not involved with those issues, vital though I think they are, we were talking about Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, the Seinfeld mm -hmm. series. Yeah, we, we were oh, this close to doing a cold open, <laughs> Yeah, um, but hadn't started recording. <laughs> right. And you, what were we talking about? We were talking about the episode where... Uh, Steve Martin. No, no, before that. Oh, oh, Sarah Jessica Parker? Before that. Hmm. No, 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 next to that. <laughs> if you came to this show <laughs> thinking you were going to see a bunch of stuff from Saturday Night Live, mm -hmm. you won't. Right. Or, you know, but it was, instead of saying you want, he was yeah. excuse me. And I said, they did that clip on Comedians in Cars. Mm -hmm. The, yeah, he talks about his approach, I guess. A little bit, yeah. He talks about it was surprising. If you haven't seen Steve Martin on Comedians and Cars getting coffee mm -hmm. with Jerry Seinfeld, it is an excellent episode. If you're a fan of Steve Martin, mm -hmm. if you're not a fan of Steve Martin, <laughs> still pretty good. <laughs> they do a little bit of his, you know, clips of his. Oh. They don't always do clips of the comedians. No, they don't. But but they do a couple of his because it was so unique, probably, mm -hmm. and um, and it was you know relevant to the conversation. Mm -hmm. He was surprisingly frank about his process of getting out of the business and also how he got started doing that stuff. Like, eh. Why would you think that was surprising, though? I just assumed he was a goofy, wild and crazy guy because mm. I haven't seen him talk uh, about anything. You know, I've only seen him do his bits oh. and music. Right. That's interesting. You know? I've seen and read quite a few interviews with him. Mm -hmm. He's very soft-spoken. Mm -hmm. Not too serious, but uh, not crazy. Not wild. Yeah. He doesn't fly off like Robin Williams or mm -hmm. Jim Carrey. Or, like, he is not directly associated with physical comedy, but he made that a big part of his early work. Yeah. Well, he was saying that he did that as kind of a direct response to America getting out of the Vietnam War <laughs> in the 70s and just deliberately being absurdist. Right. And so... It worked. <laughs> sure. And he was doing humongous arenas full of crowds. And, and then he sensed that it was becoming passe with the audiences, and so he quit. <laughs> and he, I think that was the thing where Jerry asked him, but Steve Martin was saying, it took me 10 years to write that material, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the material I had. Yeah. So, no, I, I'm done. I was done. <laughs> sure. And that that time was different as well because you didn't have somebody uploading a video of you in the comedy club working yeah. out your material. So it was already well-known by the time you did a final act. By the time you do mm -hmm. your Comedy Central special now, yeah. fans probably have already seen a bunch of that material, mm -hmm. a bunch of that stuff that you do, if you do it on the road at all. Yeah. And, uh, you know, on the road could be also <laughs> the local Laugh Factory or mm -hmm. Comedy Club or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Giggles. I don't know. what. <laughs> Yeah, some, some weirdo comedy club name. <laughs> um, Laugh Factory. Mm -hmm. Gra Groundlings. Yeah. The, uh, what's the improv Just... one in in Hollywood? What is it called? It's uh, Upright Citizens Brigade. Oh. Uh -huh. Another one. Another rival to... Is that a comedy club? They are an improv group or institution yeah. in, the, in a similar way that the Groundlings are. There's a, right. an evolving and rotating cast people mm -hmm. move through it yeah. and second city yes style. you they offer classes that you can take as a member of the general public and if you're really into it mm -hmm. you 
could theoretically join the group and perform mm -hmm. as part of the the troop, as it were. I don't, I don't yeah. know if they call themselves a troop, but as part of the Upright Citizens Brigade, they you know they recruit people just like anybody else. Sure. But Steve Martin, he's a meticulously written out performer. He mm -hmm, he very right. thoroughly writes out all of his stuff. Yes. I guess he always did. Which not really an yeah. improv comic. Yeah, that's that's why I, it was surprising to me not having read that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, like I say, I would have guessed more like Robin Williams or sort of or Jim Carrey even. Mm -hmm. I think Jim Carrey was pretty well practiced. You know, a lot of his impersonations and yeah. bits flesh that all out in the mirror. Right. Um, whereas, whereas Robert Williams, I think was truly improvising most of the time. Um, I don't think most of the in, time, but, in, uh, in, constantly in interviews yes. and constantly non-performances. Yes. Constantly reworking his mm -hmm. jokes and inserting new things. He had a, a stable of jokes all the time that he would sure. throw out in various contexts. He did return mm -hmm. to, stuff again and again that if you watch enough pieces with him you can see him repeat things mm -hmm. yeah. but he but he was always throwing new things in and trying new things out mm -hmm. so sure i won't argue with you but i did i have read steve martin's books and several essays i guess longer pieces just i don't know if you call them articles but satirical bits mm -hmm. uh, here and there along the way and also just watched him make movies that that you you can't just be wild and crazy and direct a film. That's true. <laughs> That's very interesting. I, I have to check it out. Yeah, I've been watching a whole bunch of comedians in cars, mm -hmm. uh, kind of rerunning re the, the series. Mm -hmm. And I, I picked up a few that I hadn't seen uh, along the way. Like, well, I had seen Steve Martin's, and then I just watched it again yesterday. Okay. And um, But then Sarah Jessica Parker, I saw hers for the first time uh, today. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Jerry sings a little jingle in there. He's actually pretty good. Interesting. It's not great singing, but it was, uh, you know, good pitch and <laughs> and uh, good delivery. Yeah, that's, that was a surprising thing. <laughs> All right. What do you think of this car? I think it's time for that silly show where comedians and their cars go. They talk and laugh with coffee beans and drink and stir and wear blue jeans. So I'll get in that car. No need to go far. Sometimes on stage I won't come off -y unless I'm getting in a car for coffee. So there's quite a few really good ones. And <laughs> it always makes me want some coffee. Mm. <laughs> they, those uh, zoomed in bits of mm -hmm. interludes, you know, the B footage of. Uh, right. Not the B footage, what do they call it? The B roll. B -roll. It, would it be? Mm. Um, it hmm. it, it that fulfills that function. It's just. Yeah, random disconnected shots. Yeah, while they're talking right. or, or in between phrases. Yeah. Anyway, so I was like, oh, I should make myself a cup of coffee. Right. It's like, man, advertising works. And uh, the the type of coffee that they've had in the the most recent season, I actually bought at the store. <laughs> yeah. They've been doing a lot of uh, Lavazza. <laughs> I saw it was on sale at the store. I was like, oh, well, get some of that trade. Yeah. So 125 years later, I finally tried Lavazza. Right. Not that I've been around that long, but they have. That's cool. Hmm. Pretty tasty. Just real quick, correction corner yep. on our yep, yep. talking about emergency exclamation <laughs> point. Last week, we boo-booed uh -huh. on the firefighters' names, of course. Um, yeah, we said John and Johnny Gage. Gage. But Johnny Gage is Randolph yeah. Mantooth's character. Roy DeSoto is Kevin Ty's Roy. character. Duh. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, like dope after that. Yeah, Roy and Gage. <laughs> yes, yeah, Gage and DeSoto. Dorp, mm-hmm. dorp, dorp. That's uh, <laughs> it's. It struck me how much Kevin Ty looks like our cousin. Oh yeah, definitely. A shocking resemblance mm-hmm. when I w- look at <laughs> old clips. Yeah. And it wouldn't have it wouldn't have hit me at the time because he has no, grown into that look. But yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the time he was you know three four years yeah. old. <laughs> exactly. But definitely a, a resemblance of as an adult. All right. Mm-hmm. So follow up on the rural report. Yeah, Pepe Le Pew Part 2. Mm. So we're trying to get rid of the skunk somehow. Uh, we're trying to deter the skunk. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to kill it. And we don't know if it has... It's possible it has some kits under there. Mm-hmm. We're 99% sure it lives underneath the chicken coop. Yeah. Keep put, putting the rocks, uh, pushing stuff back up around the perimeter, and it pushes them back out again in the mo- by the morning and uh, comes in at night and eats up the eggs before I lock up the coop. So tonight I went out there... Um, just as it was getting dark mm-hmm. and uh, collected the eggs and there were plenty, they were all fine. Though it hadn't made its nightly visit yet. Mm-hmm. So it'll be pretty surprised around now when it goes out there and the door's locked. Hmm. Like, hey, what gives? Because yeah. it, it's used to me, what is it? It's like 10 minutes to 10 mm-hmm. p.m. here and I typically don't go out there till maybe 10.30 or 11 when I'm going to go to bed. Wow. Or which is to say, <laughs> before I go mm-hmm. to bed. Yeah. Why do you wait till uh, so late? Because that's the time that I'm all done with watching TV or falling asleep watching TV or <laughs> you know doing whatever I'm doing sure. uh, and not taking care of the chores. <laughs> Till I absolutely uh-huh. have to. Right. Understood. If school was in session uh, and I had to get up at you know five thirty normally, then yes, I would be out there earlier. Mm-hmm. But since I don't have a specific wake-up time these days, uh, most days, then I just I go to bed. The ass-crack of dawn, I believe the scientists call it. Yes, I do, I do believe that is the technical like the term. meteorological yes. designation. Yep. All right. Well, so, all right. Up, updates forthcoming, I guess. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. We're going to try and put some, some fencing, call it hardware cloth, mm-hmm. even though it's made out of metal, right. underneath the edges of the coop, uh, bury it in the rocks, and uh, see if we can get rid of it. So have it move on, right? Someplace more, if, if you right. like. Find another more easily burgled coop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because like, if you trap it, then you got to approach it very carefully mm-hmm. and put a cloth over that so it doesn't stink up the mm-hmm. joint. Because it won't. It's kind of like a bird, I guess. If it's dark, it won't spray. It doesn't want to spray itself, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But then you have to take it like ten miles away. <laughs> So then what are we going to do? We're going to take it 10 miles into some place that's not its own territory. So that's not all that extra humane. Yeah. But also if it has babies, Any kids, yeah, they, yeah, they'll pop up somewhere and then you have mm-hmm. to deal with them. Right. So that's not good. So I just wanted to move on. You know, we certainly, we're not interested in killing it. They're not evil. Yeah, they're, yeah, <laughs> they're pretty minor nuisance, really. Mm-hmm. As farm nuisances go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you want to music share and move on, I couldn't think of a thing to rhyme with yeah, music. Let's do music it. share and move on. Yeah, let's okay. do it. Oh wait, it's me. <laughs> it's you. You're the you're the sharing I, of the musical nature today. The uh, the ever 
not ever present. What, what do I want to say? The ever returning Pearl Jam released an All album right. in April, I believe, called Gigaton. And mm-hmm. uh, was a little, it's kind of folksy way of saying Gigaton. Yeah. And it's very good. Mm-hmm. And the song, the, the first track is one of my favorites on, on the whole thing. <laughs> some, some reviewer wrote uh, four on the floor stompers is <laughs> what their, their typical fare is. This is in that vein, of course. But mm-hmm. they do a lot of stretching out on this collection. And I am, I always give extra points to anybody who consciously tries to evolve uh, their music and their sound mm-hmm. and has ambition, which uh, they have in more measure than anyone could expect from a band that started in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. So props to them. Very good, worth a listen. Not a 10 out of 10 but that's hard to do I think on any project where you're experimenting It's a cool song. It's a good driving song. If you already like Pearl Jam, mm-hmm. you probably like this one. Right. You know, it's not a world shaker. No. <laughs> it's just, just a good tune. Right. But then you, I, I think the changes are really interesting. They're, the hooks are in the changes mm-hmm. where uh, it's not necessarily a particular riff, like the, the riff for Walk This Way or <laughs> Purple Haze or what's the Deep Purple song? Uh, Smoke in the Water. Mm-hmm. Right. If you do that phrase and like humming air guitar to anybody, they will know what those songs are. Yeah. But if you just hum these changes, 
from the song. Nobody would know what it was, even if they'd heard it a million times, probably. Mm. So I, I like that well, the structure. Heard it a million times. Yes, I like that they, the the structure is what sells the song to me. All right. Not necessarily any particular crunchy guitar line. Mm-hmm. It's the the shift from this chord to that chord and back to this other chord. And uh, so the, and the lyrics are again typically Eddie Vedder, earnest, honest, mm-hmm. and often angry i i am impressed <laughs> well it, he's changed a lot uh, since early pearl jam and i didn't actually know it was a pearl jam song we, when you shared it with me uh-huh. um it just said you wrote whoever said uh-huh. oh, by the way the name the song is called whoever said right and it said that on the clip title mm-hmm. but not the band yeah, so i started okay. listening to it i was like oh, at, the, at the very start i was like oh is this a jack black song because it kind of <laughs> sounds sounds like jack black so after it had been going for a while, it's like, well, probably not Jack Black, but uh, kind of like a combination of Jack Black's voice and Pearl Jam. <laughs> and, and then, and then, you know, I looked down and saw it was Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, ooh, good score one for me. I, yeah. I never put money on me being able to guess that. I wouldn't have. No, and I'm not a huge fan of them mm-hmm. anyway. Their their original stuff in particular, and but he's much more articulate now. And that was his style on yeah. purpose, I'm sure. But Yeah, then. I think, well, you can hear it's fully him and the chorus of this. Mm. Rufus has all been said, gave up with satisfaction, that's all. In a, in a, that's not out of place in the early 90s. Eddie True. Vedder. Yeah, well, that's probably what led me to think of it, you know, it sounded like that. Mm-hmm. Good job. Yeah. I w- I've, I've listened to every album as it's come out, and... It's like every three or four albums, I, I think, wow, they really did some amazing things on this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I guess it's uh, it's about time. All right. Yeah. It's a good song. Mm-hmm. The, oh. the attitude feels timely as well. It was uh, obviously mm-hmm. just before uh, lockdown quarantine really started. And they would have sure. been working on this material, of course, all last year. Yeah. Or the year, yeah. And the year before. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So. I'm in favor of angry bands remaining angry, mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. if it's sincere. <laughs> if there are uh, some bands that shall remain nameless that fake it, but <laughs> just uh, sincerity, integrity is uh, again. Those are those are my watchwords. All right, give me a second. Mm-hmm. Let me think here. Uh, I mean, I'm going through the lyric here. Hang on a second. Insert clip of uh, Spirit of Radio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Glittering prizes and endless compromises yeah, 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 yeah. shatter the illusion of integrity. Of integrity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. You don't actually have to answer that question. <laughs> I probably won't. <laughs> we, we get it. <laughs> to be fair, so. the 40th anniversary of Permanent Waves just got released, so... Uh-huh. It is uh, somewhat relevant time-wise. Uh-huh. Tribute to Terry Brown's production that it doesn't I, I can't tell a huge difference in this remaster. I don't know if it was good enough. Eh, it could, it might be cleaner. There's a, there's a better presence on the base. I'll tell you that for sure. And mm. something I like about permanent waves is it's warm middle range sound mm. and it's not too deep and it's not too harsh, but it's, it's very clear across the board, but because our ears have become accustomed to new things, uh, it's, it's, it's a welcome change to have Getty's bass pumped up a little. Mm-hmm. That's been production talk. <laughs> yeah. Here on It's Just Called Two Brothers. <laughs> I'm James. I have been Marcus. And 
If you'd like to send us an email <laughs> about your experiences with pumping up the bass, <laughs> you can send them to bros at it's just called two brothers.com. Yeah, and if you tweet, you can tweet it as at IJC2B. Well, there it was. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't know. I'll be, I have nothing else. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, good. <laughs> that's why I haven't been able to get my newsletter off the ground. Seems, seems uh, not childish, but pointless. All right. Mm. I guess. It's, uh, I'm, I'm trying try, to I'm trying to find a balance but... between being trite and not uh, talking over other people. So if you feel like you have something to say, mm-hmm. then write it down. Right. You know, and uh, you can put that out if you want to. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be regular right. unless you you know want to be a uh, writer's right <laughs> sort sort of thing. I, it's I, for I have that. that attitude. I do I do adhere to that. That's Im- if, that's important. Yeah. If it's for that, then mm-hmm. that's something. Uh, if it's a newsletter. You know, if you want to be political or philosophical and need feel the need for other people to know that mm-hmm. about you, then that's fine. Mm. If you have a, a purpose for it, otherwise, find something you love. Like you started, you were going to do your drawing or art. Well, that's out with the quarantine, too. Mm-hmm. You were going to do an art, kind of a, yeah. an art walk discussion sort of deal. Say, uh, not a surf, that not a surf song. To find someone you love, you got to be someone you love.